Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven. I'm Jonathan Romero and I am your host. We are in Ephesians and we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 16 and we're going to look at two verses. It's uh, verse 14 and 15. Um, I hope that we can dig in and learn and grow from this, especially in this time that we're in uh, right now with the whole COVID-19 and this pandemic and how do we look at this world uh the way it is and what's happening now um, and what can we say about our lives um, and what truly matters. Um, And I think the Lord actually is speaking to us here as we read his word um, and especially here as we are told to put on the whole armor of God. And the reason why is because we are in a spiritual warfare. So we need uh, spiritual garments uh, to help us. Um, And what better garment than the armor of God? Um, And not only that, the whole armor of God. So let's go ahead. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at verses 14. Or actually, we're going to read from verse 10. Uh, We're going to read from 10 and we're going to read until the end of verse 20. So this is what it says. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So what an amazing passage Um, An amazing thing that uh, Paul would include here after he speaks to the children, after he speaks to the parents, the bond servants, the masters, the husbands, the wives. Um, And in chapter five, he tells us to walk in love. Why? Because we are children and children of God. 
right? That's why we call him Father, uh, who is in heaven. So we must understand Ephesians chapters 1 through 3, uh, which explains to us what Christ has done for us. And then verses 4 through 5, or even 6, 4 through 6, uh, the call for the believers and what they are to do now as believers, right? So 1 through 3 tells us about the mystery that was revealed, uh, which is the gospel and how we are uh, one in Christ, that we were saved by grace through faith, that we were saved now as children of God, right? We were once the sons of disobedience, but we're no longer that. Um, but now because of God's uh, richness and mercy, he has given us uh, life, right? Even when we were dead in our trespasses, uh, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you have been saved, it says. Um, so yeah, we, we must understand that the spiritual blessings that we have are in the heavenly places, right? Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ Jesus with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. This is a common theme about the spiritual place, right? Spiritual places. And now we got spiritual resources being spoken of. So let's look at 14 and 15 more closely. It says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So it is interesting that Paul begins the armor of God with the belt of truth and then the breastplate of righteousness. It's as if we are to model our Lord uh, since he knew the importance of these spiritual resources, right? So uh, what am I talking about? Well, if you go to Isaiah, Isaiah 59 verse 17, it explains to us uh, what the Lord has done, right? When he came, he came uh, to bring judgment as well as redemption, right? He saved us from our sins, but also uh, brings about judgment by giving us over to our sins, right? Uh, Romans 1, and we're, we're seeing that now. We're seeing how hostile uh, the world is to God and how far away um, from the truth they want to be, right? Instead, they claim to have truth without the truth, right? Jesus says that he is the way and the truth and the life, uh, but they want nothing to do with Jesus. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's read here. Let's let's read what it says in verse 17 of Isaiah 59. It says, "He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak." Uh, let's just keep reading. It says, according to their deeds, so will he repay. Wrath to his adversaries, repayment to his enemies. To the coastlands, he will render repayment. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. And a redeemer will come to Zion. To those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. So that is salvation uh, being brought to the people who turn away uh, from their sins. Um, and that is the call of the gospel, right? Uh, 
first is repentance. You must repent and then believe in the gospel who is Christ. He is the good news and, and what he has come to do for us and how he did it for us, right? But here, uh, verse 17, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. Uh, also, just a, another portion. Let, let's go to Isaiah same same book Isaiah chapter 11 verse 5 it says this righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and the fullness of or and faithfulness the belt of his loins so the belt of his waist is righteousness and then the faithfulness the belt of his loins so if we go back to Ephesians chapter 6 and we read verse 14, it says, Stand therefore having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So that is what's being fastened around uh, the your, your breast, right? Your chest. It would be the breastplate of righteousness. And then um, the belt of truth as what holds everything together. So the armor of God is what the Lord clothed himself uh, when it came to the spiritual forces we as believers encounter. So it is safe to say that it is vitally important that we go into battle with that armor. The same armor that he put on, the Lord provides for us because it's all given to us by faith, right? Our faith in Christ causes to have peace with God. But not only that, we are not taken out of this world once we become believers. Instead, God equips us so that we may be able to withstand against the schemes of the devil. And here he's given us his armor. That's why it's called the armor of God, right? First uh, Thessalonians 5, 8, it says, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, right? Having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So later, um, in the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about the, the remaining portions of the armor of God. Uh, but here, I do want us to focus on the belt of truth. And also the, the shoes, the gospel of peace, uh, which is the next verse. But we must understand that by withstanding the enemy, uh, we do not give in to fear. Right? There is no room for fear when we have the Lord on our, on our side. Not only that, he's given us his armor. So if we trust the Lord and the Lord is providing us with these spiritual resources, then we must trust that these spiritual resources will actually work against the schemes of the devil. So let me ask you, uh, do you believe that? Uh, do you believe that with what the Lord provided for us uh, to be able to withstand an enemy will actually work? You see, the belt of truth is what holds everything together, right? Remember, the devil's schemes uh, include the twisting of truth 
as he is the father of lies, right? That's what scripture says and calls him. He calls, uh, God calls him the father of lies. He's the one that will grab any truth and twist it to make it um, a lie, even though it may seem like truth, right? So when he uh, tempted uh, the Lord in the wilderness, right? He tempted the Lord with his word, but that also shows how much of a failure that was. Why is that? Because he tried to use the Lord's words and twist it to mean something else or try to make it mean something else. Uh, but what does the Lord uh, do in response? He, re- he quotes squi- scripture back to the devil as a response. So for us, when we fasten ourselves with the belt of truth, uh, which holds everything together, um, that is God's word. Yes, later we're going to be talking about uh, the sword, which is the word of God, right? But here we must understand truth. Where do we get truth from? Well, scripture tells us in, uh, that all of scripture is God-breathed, and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, uh, for rebuke, for training in righteousness, right? And why is that? Because God's word is true. It is his words. He spoke it. And whatever God speaks, he speaks truth. Uh, Jesus, when he prays, he, he prays that we may be sanctified. And he says, Father, sanctify them by your word. And then he says, your word is truth. So we can uh, hold on to the word of God and grow from that as we are being sanctified. But not only that... But we may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil by fastening ourselves with the belt of uh, truth, right? That is part of this armor that we are given, that we are to uh, put on. That is how we are to be able uh, to stand against the schemes of the devil, which include the twisting of truth. So how do you stand against that? Well, we learn what truth is. We learn what God has said in his word. And even Jesus, he is truth, right? In John 14, 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus says he is truth. We must know Jesus. We must understand who he is. And even in scripture, we are told that in him is hidden all knowledge and wisdom, right? We are told that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. So by withstanding against the enemy, we do not give in to fear, but instead we fear uh, the Lord, right? Because the, the devil, the enemy, he can't do anything to us. Uh, he may bring us to our uh, first death, right? Because we sinned, uh, the wages due to us is death. But scripture tells us, Jesus, uh, he tells us that death can do nothing to us, but bring us to him, right? He says, fear not man who can destroy flesh, but fear the one who can destroy both flesh and soul and cast it into hell, right? And that is God. He is the one who is in complete control of our souls, 
Uh, but here, as believers, as Christians now, as his children, we are given uh, the tools that we need in order to stand against the schemes of the devil. Um, so we must put our faith in that. Put our faith in him who gives us what we need in this life, right? So that is the belt of truth that holds everything together. In verse 15, it says, And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So in this life, we need shoes for every occasion, right? We need specific shoes for specific jobs. And we can even wear the wrong shoes for a specific job. And that could even cost us our job, right? So let's say your job requires you to wear a suit with dress shoes, but instead you don't walk in there with a suit. Uh, you walk in there with casual clothes um, and also some tennis shoes instead of uh, some dress shoes. Well, that could cost you your job because you're not well fit visually, right? Uh, they didn't say that you could wear uh, casual clothes. Instead, they stated that you must wear suit and tie and dress shoes. So even then, uh, that could cost us our job if we're not wearing the right attire and if we're not wearing the right shoes. And we need shoes, right? When we walk out of the house, we wear shoes. Uh, most of us, right? Uh, wear shoes wherever we go. We need them. And we, there's specific shoes for specific occasions for specific jobs, right? When you go on a jog, you don't jog with your dress shoes. Uh, you jog with your running shoes, right? When you're on the track, um, you need track shoes in order to run. Um, those are the specificities, um, if that is a word. Uh, but yeah, so so you, you, you understand uh, the reason for specific shoes. But here, right, we are told that the shoes that we are to wear in this spiritual battle is the gospel of peace. We are to be ready to give the gospel in these times of warfare, uh, for it will bring peace, right? Especially peace from God. Whenever we preach truth and we show people and explain to people that they are actually far from God, right? They're actually building up God's wrath. Right, the, the wrath of God is being stored up uh, against all ungodliness. So we, as believers, we are to proclaim this truth, this gospel, because that will bring peace to them. The Lord has given us a command to preach the gospel, right? He tells us all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And then he comforts us by letting us know that he will be with us till the end of the age. So we must understand that this command that he's given us uh, is one that will bring peace to this world, and that is the gospel. And that's the very gospel that we must put on our feet. You see, 1 Peter 1.13, it says, Therefore, preparing your minds for 
action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So the command here from Peter is that we are to prepare our minds for action, right? Not idleness, but for action and being sober-minded, we are to set our hope fully on the grace uh, that will be brought to us. So it's a, it's a will. It will come to us who believe. But let me ask you, what about those who do not believe? You see, Romans 10, 15, it says, How are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. You see, the feet are only beautiful when the news that is good is brought and preached. You see, that's what is being said here, right? The, the beautiful feet are the ones who are preaching the good news. And who is to preach the good news? That is every believer. Everybody. There's not one person excluded. Because even the Lord commands everyone, all his disciples. He says that all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. Then he commands, go, therefore. Or you could say, as you are going, preach the gospel. As you are going, make disciples. And the only way you can make a disciple is by preaching them the good news, preaching them that Christ has come into the world, that he has come to die for sinners, right? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He has come to save us from our sins. He took on himself our filthiness, our Sin, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we may be the righteousness of God. So you see, there is this exchange that happened. Christ took on our sin. So when the Lord looked upon him, when the Father looked upon his Son, he unleashed the wrath that was supposed to fall on us, onto his Son. And what happened there is that his righteousness was now given to us and now we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. That is the good news that now whenever the Lord looks upon us, he no longer sees our sin. Our sin has been extinguished by Christ, right? The wrath of God is no longer on us, right? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's what it says in Romans 5, 1. So, yes, we are to be ready uh, to give the gospel, especially in these times of warfare. And that's what's happening. Uh, what the devil wants is that he wants to sway many believers away from the truth but not only that, he wants to keep unbelievers from the truth. But see, there's a, there's, a, there's a problem. There's a problem with that. And what is that? Well, Romans 1, 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. In order for them to suppress the truth, they must have possession of it. How can I say that? Well, it says in verse 19, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. 
And it goes on to explain that God's truth can be revealed through his creation or is revealed through his creation. We look at creation, we know there is a creator. Uh, there's an example that Ray Comfort uses. Uh, it's a really good one. But he talks about a painting and he says, how do you know there was a painter? And then the people would reply, well, because the painting exists. There's a painting. I know there's a painter. And then he says, what if the painter died 500 years ago? Well, that doesn't change anything. Uh, we know there was a painter because the painting doesn't paint itself. And then he points at the building and he says, how do you know there's a builder? And then I say, well, look at the building. The building is there. You know someone must had to have uh, built that. He says, what if they died 500 years ago? Well, again, that is irrelevant to the fact that the building doesn't build itself. It needs a builder. So the same way when we look at creation, cats, dogs, all animals, the trees, the plants, uh, the sky, the, the ground, everything, we know there is a creator. Because of creation, we know there is a creator. So that's how they know. But see, the problem is what is uh, being blinded is their unrighteousness, their ungodliness. They are suppressing that truth. So we as believers now fastened on the belt of truth. Uh, we are to know what truth is, uh, but also the gospel of peace. And we are to be ready, right? Having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, we are to be ready to give this gospel to those people who are living in darkness. Right In Ephesians, we are told, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body or of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. We were once there. But what happened? It says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love of which he loved us, even while we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So we are to share this truth. We are to give this truth uh, to these people who are hostile to God. Because Romans 1.16, we are told that it is the power of God unto salvation. For all who believe. So we must trust in that. We must trust that the Lord works in that, in this truth. And since all truth comes from God and God spoke to us his word, which are which is known as the Bible or the scriptures, then we are to trust every word that is in it. Right? We are to trust what is in it, and we are told that we are to be ready. Well, the belt of truth holds everything in place, and a belt or the breastplate of righteousness um, is the righteousness that was given to us by Christ himself, right, that we are clothed by. Uh, we must understand that these are important spiritual resources that we need uh, to battle against the schemes of the devil. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero. 